0: Step out into the open air and claim your freedom waiting there. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Coffee in the Corral. I'm Abigail Hobbs, and I'm coming to you from a very chilly corral this morning. Um, I decided to uh, do my podcast on Sunday this week because tomorrow which is Monday, the day, um, as of today. (laughs) Anyways, tomorrow is going to be 20 mile an hour winds. So I just, yeah, you know how I feel about trying to podcast in the winds. It's bizarre. So it is a beautiful morning out here. The horses are content. Um, Actually, when I came in the corral, they were all laying down. Not all of them. Three of them were laying down over there. Um, it's really rare that all, that all of the horses will lay down at the same time. Um, and part of their herd instinct is that one horse is always on guard. So usually there's two laying down, three laying down at most, and I mean, we have four horses, so usually there's one horse that stands guard and they'll take turns getting to, um, sleep. So when they're laying down fully and completely stretched out, um, you know, they're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They are a vulnerable. So it's really cool how they look out for each other and one will stay alert and let the other sleep. So yeah. Um, now they're kind of nibbling on some grass and uh, I have my coffee. So guess what people I have leveled up. My daughter, my youngest daughter made my coffee this morning She did the whole thing. And like I said, my coffee routine is like a thing. And there is a very specific way that you do everything so the coffee is rich and bold but not bitter. And of course, you know, like I said, I make my own lattes. And so, like, mm, she did an amazing job, including, you know, adding a dash of cinnamon to the top of it. So I'm so proud of her. She just... She's been wanting to learn and so the past couple times I've had her help out and today she did it all by herself. So I I feel like I was like, What is this? Never had my kids make my coffee for me. And she wanted to. Like I don't I don't actually mind making it, but it's really kinda cool. So of course I think I think what's really going on is she loves to taste my coffee, and usually when I make lattes, if I have leftover milk, I'll give it to the girls, and it's yummy because there's like maple syrup in it, Um, and sometimes I'll add just like a little dash of uh, coffee. It's not really a dash, but I can't think of the right word. Anyways, just a teeny bit of coffee, and so this morning, of course, when she was making mine, she's like, well, what about mine? So I was like, you can make yourself a little bit, so we have these little shot glasses, that I bought the girls for Christmas, and anyway, she made herself a little shot glass of her own latte, so that could be the reason why she must learn, but you know, it's okay, as long as she's not drinking a ginormous Yeti cup like I am, so I don't know if any of you guys have paid attention to my coffee cup, my kids got it for me a couple of years ago. It holds a lot of coffee. It's so good. Hi, Zell is here. Hi, Zell. She's nibbling on my shoes. She doesn't see me wear my shoes very often because... Um, I'm usually out here in my boots, but wearing my tennis shoes today because of my ingrown toenail is still healing. Zella's itching her face all over me. Um, you must be so itchy. They're losing their hair. So right now this in-between season is, you know, kind of annoying because the horses are lose, starting to lose their winter hair. And so they're getting really itchy, but yet we still have really cold um, oh, Sky is <laughs> Sky's over there sniffing the, the camera. I don't know if she's gonna mess it up or not. We'll see. Anyways, um It's a weird in-between time. The horses get really itchy. They want their hair off. I start grooming them and they start losing their hair, but yet it's still cold and so it doesn't all come off. It takes a while, but um, Zell's like, her whole face is shedding hair. So if you just Pet her anywhere on her body. You just you're covered in there. Hi, babies. I know you want some coffee, but it's still really full right now, and it's still a little hot. Can you be patient and wait a little bit, huh? Can you? Oh, it's a good girl. She's sniffing my face. That's a good girl. Oh, Rain is coming here to say hi. Um, I missed you guys. Thanks for coming back. I wanted to just kind of have a chatting time with you today. So if you were just out here hanging out with me, I would just kind of catch you up to date on uh what's been going on with me. So I thought I'd just come out here and, and have a chill chat day. Yes, we're gonna call this chill chat day. Hello, you are here for chill chat day with Abigail Hops. Anyways <laughs> Um So I told you guys I had the Ingram toenail. So what transpired over the time of the last podcast is I ended up um like, I tried to take care of it myself, and I've had ingrown toenails in the past, but uh, it, it was just too bad. I couldn't, I couldn't get far enough down the nail. Ugh. Anyways, I tried. By Wednesday, I went into the doctor. My son went with me, and I had to have that whole side of my t- toenail surgically removed. Um, I did, they did numb it, but it took six shots in my big toe. He put three in and started working on it. He's like, you should just feel pressure, but tell me if you feel any pain. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this is pain, but like, um, you know, I, I don't want to be a baby. And plus, I worked on the toe myself without any shots. And so I was like, this is probably fine. And then it started building and building. And I was like, oh my God, I... I feel like he's ripping my toenail off. I think that's pain. So I said, I can feel pain. Um, that hurts. And then, like, by the time he pulled his tool out, like, my whole foot was just building, 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 throbbing pain. Um, I was like, crap. I think I waited too long to say I feel pain. But he yeah. he was really gracious as far as, like, he gave me more shots. And it's funny how I say that. I just realized I said he was really gracious. As if, like, I don't have rights to not getting more pain medication. Like, and, and I pointed out because I want to talk about that today. The fact that how I view myself, like I'm, I am feel like I'm always inconveniencing everybody and I'm so sorry, doctor, and it's fine. I'll just grit my teeth. Like, you don't have to waste any more shots on me. Like that whole mentality. Like, wow. Wow. So <laughs> it's funny. It's just funny to hear myself. You, do you ever get where you, like you say things and then you it plays back to you, and you realize, "Wow, that's really unhealthy." What in the fuck? <laughs> so, anyways, long story short, my he he was able to get enough. Um, I forget what it's called the the actual um, numbing, but anyways, six shots, and then he was able to. It was didn't take that long. The shots took the longest um, for him to go down, and he just pulled the whole put a pliers all the way underneath the tail, all the way underneath the toenail, flipped it out, cut it off, and then showed it to me afterwards. (laughs) Um, But the next day I started antibiotics. And the following day I was in worse pain and my toe was swollen even more and red and hot and inflamed. And it was, I could barely walk. I was just, it was just shooting pain constantly. So I ended up back at the doctor uh, and Jennifer went with me the second time and the i I saw a different um doctor the second time but uh, I got stronger antibiotics and actually got prescribed some pain medication because um I don't know the doctor who did my toenails must have not think, thought it would hurt afterwards but after the aftermath of it of him like pulling my whole toenail and clipping it off was it hurt so bad um so anyways it was nice. I am I'm, I'm on the different the stronger antibiotics and I only had to take the the pain medications that she gave me twice. I didn't take it yesterday and I slept pretty good last night, so I'm on the mend. Hallelujah. There is hope on the horizon. I seriously was starting to feel like they're just gonna have to cut my toe off. And at this point like I'm fine with it. It hurts so bad. Um, you know, I had to mostly just lay around and prop my foot up, which if you know me. It's like torture, torture to have to sit and be stuck sitting or laying down all day. I just, I wanted to die. And I know that's pitiful, but it's true. So there you go. I'm going to drink some coffee real quick. <laughs> Rain is over here hanging out with me right now. Hi, Ray Ray. So this whole thing, there's been lots of lessons through this, but... Something interesting that came about from this whole process was just me realizing that I really suck at standing up for myself. And I you know, I have learned in the past 3 years to stand up for my family. Honestly, I really sucked at that too. I always I taught my kids the same thing that I was taught to, you know, deny yourself and to to be the um the servant to all and to, you know, give all and share all and, and be all to mankind. So it's like, I taught my kids the same thing. So the last three years, I've really been working hard to rewire that part of my brain, to stand up for my family, to prioritize them, to take care of their needs first and to keep them safe. And, um, you know, I feel terrible that it's taken me, you know, that, that I wasn't, sorry, I'm kind of tripping over myself here. I feel terrible that... I didn't know that as a mom, like I had that instinct to want to stand up for my kids and, and prioritize them, but it was beat out of me so much that um, I just, yeah, I felt I was taught it was wrong. So, but it makes it like saying it just makes me feel sad because um, my kids absolutely do deserve to be prioritized. Okay, I'm not going to dwell on that too much because it's kind of depressing to me. I Sometimes I'll get like in these spots where I'm thinking about, dang it, you know, I wish I had known sooner. And the truth is we don't know until we know, right? And so like everything that I knew before was all I knew. And that was life and that was how things were supposed to be. And then it was like the light got turned on and now I'm like, holy shit. So in trying to change all of that, I've been also trying to learn to value myself and prioritize myself but really value myself enough to be able to um, give myself permission to get the things that I need and want and that bring me happiness in my life And, and you know embracing all of myself fully and bringing Jennifer into my life was a huge step for me that was so huge and so hard because it just, so, there was so much self-doubt and so much like, I'm just a terrible person and, you know, it can't, it just can't be okay for me to have something that I want. It just felt so hard. So like, that was really, <laughs> Rain is like, so much supporting me right now that she literally has her nose touching me <laughs> on my back, just as I'm talking. She's like, I got you. I got you on this one. Thank you, baby. Um. So much so, oh, crap, I lost my, so I was talking about, hmm, rain, it distracted me. Anyways, Um. okay, so yes, embracing, embracing myself, like, it was just so hard to think that I could have something that I wanted, and that I had wanted my whole life, and, and honor that part of me that was missing. That was never, it wasn't missing, but I, it was hidden, you know. So embracing that was huge for me. But there's this other part that I realized, and I think this is part of our healing journey that we, it's like, you know, uh, layers of an onion. We're just, we're constantly getting to more layers and realizing, oh my gosh, okay, there's more, there's more, there's more, and the, and the farther we go, it just it doesn't end. And I, I don't know why, sometimes I think that Like, come on, I should know all this by now. I should be past this. But there's always deeper, um, there's always more to like, even if we've worked on one thing really hard, there's always deeper parts of it that need more healing. And so this area of valuing myself, it, it came out through this whole experience with my toe, because when I went to the doctor with my son to get it done, like, I was sitting on this. You know how they call you back. So you in the waiting room, and then you get called back into the room to wait for the doctor. And there's usually like a couple of chairs and uh, a desk for the nurse to sit at. And then there's like that, can't call it a bed, but it's like a bench uh, that's up higher with a, like a pillow on it. Um, anyways, that, that the patient goes and sits on and whatever. That's for you. The doctor looks you over. Well, that, when I, so... There's a lot of, it, it, it. when I took, my son had this procedure done. He had a really bad ingrown toenail last year and I had taken him into the same place to get his done. And when they went to work on him, they took us from that room with that, just the bench that you sit on and they took us back to actually a room that looked like a, a surgery type of room. So we had to go in this whole the room and then it had this chair that they hired, they, that they had almost like a dentist sort of chair that you know you can make go higher and then she extended it out so my son was laying down and then there was so she had this assistant and these tools and they could be on these chairs and wheel around him and do all the stuff but he was laying down you know comfortably for them to do the procedure well on mine the doctor never had me leave that room where I was just sitting up on the bench and I realized he was going to do the surgery right there and I didn't want to look at I didn't want to watch it, and I couldn't lay down. There wasn't enough space. I had to hang my leg off the edge for him to work on it. I had tried to see, after he put some so- shots in and he went out, I tried to see if I could lay down, and I, there was this huge gap between the back of the, that bed bench and the wall, so I couldn't, I couldn't lay down. It was so uncomfortable, and I was like, oh my God, he's going to literally do surgery on me while I sit up. And I can't even lean again. I can't even lean back. There's nothing to lean back on. And so I was so frustrated, thinking, why can't I go to that room where I can lay in that chair and at least be comfortable and not be forced to watch this or, you know, make sure I close my eyes? Like, I was thinking, I don't know how bad this is going to hurt, but if I pass out, I'm going to fall off this freaking bench. Anyways, I wanted to ask him, but I was too afraid. And so he worked on my toe, and all I did was I squeezed my son's hand, and leaned my head against the wall. And I just to the side; I couldn't lay, I couldn't lean back, and it was just really, it was really uncomfortable. And later on, I was telling my son how much I hated it. He's like, "You won't, you, won't you ask him?" You, or no? In the middle of it, after he did some shots of doctor went out, I told my son, "Like, I want to lay down." He's like, why "Won't you ask him? Take him to a different room?" I was like, "I don't." I don't want to. I'm scared. And so I never did. And um, when I went back to the doctor the second time, they didn't work on it. But I was going to be like, <laughs> please. I was going to at least try to say something if they had to work on my toe again. Um, but she she didn't have to work on my toe. So that was cool. Um, but, oh, sorry. I'm jumping ahead. So after I went to the doctor the first time, um I went to pick up my prescriptions later on in the day. And my toe was in horrible pain. Like the numbness wore off in like 20 minutes. And so later in the day, I went to pick up my prescription. I had walking on my toe, so it was really irritated. And um, I was just driving. And suddenly, like these pains start shooting up my leg. And my toe felt like it was on fire and getting run over by a semi-truck at the same time. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And so my my youngest was with me and and she's like, mom, are you okay? I'm like, no, no, it hurts so bad. And so I pull into the drive-thru to go through and I was thinking I I could go inside and buy some like Tylenol or some ibuprofen, but I literally don't want to walk like my foot hurts so bad. And so I had text Jennifer and she's like, why don't you just ask the drive-thru to sit if the, if you can, you know buy it at the window when you pick up your prescriptions and just have them handed out to you. So I was like, okay. So I went to the drive through and I told them about my prescriptions. And then I said, I need to get some ibuprofen. Um, and they said, okay. And then they said, well, your prescriptions is going to be about 20 minutes. Uh, we'll have, we'll send the ibuprofen out with it when you come back to get it. And I had this thought that like, I need it now. I'm hurting really, really bad, and I have a 20-minute drive home and a 20-minute wait. Like, I need it fucking now. But I didn't say that. I just really weakly said, yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you, and drove off. And I just started crying. My, my daughter looked over, and she's like, what's wrong? I just started crying because I was mad. I was mad at myself. I was like, what is wrong with you? Why are you so afraid to tell people what you need? Like, why can't you stand up for yourself? And I just instantly started berating myself. You're a terrible person. You're supposed to be. You. You should be over this. You. You know. You're. This is part of your learning and changing. And look at you. You haven't changed a bit. You know. You're just a big chicken can't use her voice and so I'm just berating myself and I felt horrible and angry and frustrated with myself and I told my daughter what I was feeling because she's like what's going on and she said you know mom you have changed a lot and you have grown a lot and you are a badass already like you've already come a really long way don't forget how far you've come and I just took a deep breath and I was like, you're right. You're right. And I tried to reframe it and stop being so angry at myself and like, just realize that this was another layer. This brought up another layer that I don't have to bump up against very often because I try to not be at the doctor and I, you know, but in these situations, I just shrink and you know I haven't had a lot of in this area I haven't gotten to have a lot of practice so I took some deep breaths and I tried to stop screaming at myself and being angry but it just made me realize like good god like it is so sad that I don't value myself enough to say I'm in a lot of pain I need that right now, like, it wouldn't have been hard for them to be, oh, here, let's go ahead and pay for this, and I'll hand you that out and come back for that, like, they probably wouldn't have been upset, but in my mind, I pictured them being like, "Ah, okay, hold on, you know, and then being all mad and frustrated with me, and um, even at the doctor, like, I thought, well, he'll get mad if I try to ask for something better, you know, a little, inconvenience people, I don't like to inconvenience them, like, I just... So I've been thinking about that, like, where is that coming from? What is that messaging? Why am I wired like that? And I was talking to Jennifer a little bit about it last night, and I just said, you know, I think part of it is, like, being raised in such a big family. You know, like, it was survival of the fittest. And, you know, I, like, I didn't get a lot of, like, one-on-one care. I think that was really rare. If I got sick, you know, my mom would make sure, like, I had, I had what I needed. Um, but, you know, mostly it was, you take care of yourself, and if you're not to the table on time, you didn't get food, because everybody else ate it, and, um, you know, there wasn't, like, spoiling, or, you know, I, I guess I, I should say that, like, I feel like my mom really specialized in discipline, um, and training, but like the care and the valuing part is, um, is where she lacked. And so for me to value myself, just feels really weird. And it feels like odd. And like, I'm just, I'm being in the way, like, you know, and in a big family, like the best thing you can do is stay out of the way and be helpful. That's what I was taught, you know, and so like, I'm really good at being respectful and helpful. But (laughs) Like respecting myself and helping myself, God, that's so hard. But I want, I would want my kids to value themselves that much, absolutely, and to be able to stand up for themselves, you know? So it's just, yeah, it's just. It's something I know I need to work on and get better at, but it's also one of those things that it's not like, oh, I need to work on strengthening my arms, so now I'm just going to do push-ups. You know, it's not an easy, quick, or simple fix. It's like literally changing the pathways in my brain. So, you know, it's going to be slow and probably painful at times process, Um, but I don't know. I don't know why I don't think that Abigail deserves to stand up for herself. You know, it makes me really sad. And I I guess I am grateful that this situation helped me to notice that. Because now that I'm noticing it, I'm starting to realize like, wow, I really do suck in those areas. Like, I really have a hard time. I'm like scared. I'm literally scared in those situations. And that's the part it's hard for me to wrap my brain around. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a ton of memories, specific memories in my childhood. Um, But I do know that my mom was like very much task-oriented get your chores done, do your stuff, stay on target, stay on task, you know, be responsible. And, um, yeah, I don't know that I ever maybe grew up with the comfortability even to like talk with her about things and, and, um, be able to use my voice, I guess. I guess that's what I'm thinking. Like, it's hard for me to use my voice when I was little, um, I really didn't, honestly. So it makes sense why it's hard now. So I'm just going to need to practice it. I don't know if this resonates with anybody. I've seen people that are really good at, you know, speaking for their needs and saying, no, this is not right or whatever. Like, it's just so fucking scary to me. But I want to learn. I want to get better at it. I want to value myself that much. Because, this, you know, it's it's not honoring. I'm not honoring and caring for myself. I leave those situations, and I'm always frustrated. But I just don't feel like I'm good enough to say, hey, I need this. So it's like rewiring my brain to, to think, no, you deserve it. Whether they get mad or not, chances are they probably wouldn't get mad like I'm picturing them to be. And I don't know if that's the part of, like, my mom was very much a drill sergeant. So... um, You didn't cross her. (laughs) You didn't cross her at all, ever. Or you were in huge trouble. So, I don't know. (sighs) That's one thing. Anyways, besides that, (laughs) my, my my toe has been like consuming my mind. There's these things we take for granted. You know, the small, insignificant, well seemingly insignificant, truly not insignificant things that we just take for granted every day that work for us, like our toes, until one day they don't work so well. And then it's like, shuts my whole body down, like throws a semi-truck in my path. And I'm like, crap. (sighs) And it also makes me realize, like, wow, I need to, like, thank my toes more. I need to wake up and be grateful I can move all of my toes and not have pain. So now it's like I wake up every day and I feel a little bit better. My toe feels a little bit better. And I'm like, yes, thank you, toe. Thank you. Keep healing. Keep healing. You're doing so good, you know. And I do love those kind of wake up calls where I'm like, I don't want to just fly through life and not pay attention to all these parts of my body or even things in my world that I take for granted, you know, just noticing them, acknowledging them, thanking them. The ability to sit out here in this beautiful corral with my amazing, calm horses that are all standing around me. They're all taking a nap around me. It's super cute. Got my dog, Deo, out here in front. Uh, other four horses are behind me. Oh, Sky laid down way back there. I don't know if y'all can see her or not. Anyways, it's so easy for me to think about what I don't have and what I need in this, you know, my future and what I'm trying to move towards and forget just how much I already have and how far I've already come so maybe that's what I'm just gonna be reminding myself of this week Um, you know I'm I'm trying to work really hard to get my nonprofit freedom for the taking off the ground and I had my speaking event last week and it was awesome it was so much fun it was so much fun Um, I was nervous but I was excited and I got on stage and I was like in my element it was a blast I really feel like um, that's a gift of mine. I love motivating and inspiring and um, empowering people. So that was, it was an awesome opportunity and I want to find more. And I think Rana just burped. I've never heard of, <laughs> never her words burped. What are you doing, silly girl? Um, I'm hoping to get more of those opportunities. So I was looking online and it's just slow, you know, like things, you don't just boom. Um, have something done and so it's like yes i'm officially like a non-profit and super excited about that but at the same time i'm like god there's i don't know what i'm doing so i'm just doing the steps in front of me and um but like even with this podcast i'm like oh my god I, i i don't know how to get my podcast out there and i don't know how to market it and all this stuff but at the same time i'm like I've got these people that listen to my podcast and they value me enough to listen to it every week. Like, how cool is that? So huge shout out to all of my podcast people um, that show up every week and that value what I have to say, even on crazy days like this, where I mostly just talk about my toes (laughs) and stutter a lot and whatever. Um, Thanks for coming. Thanks for showing up. And I would be so grateful If you find value in my podcast, if you could share it with a friend and subscribe to my podcast. Um, Yeah, just to kind of help me grow, grow my audience a little bit. I would be so grateful. So make sure you check out Freedom for the Taking Facebook page. I'll post some pictures of our horses today. And um, yeah, hopefully I will have this video up sooner than I did last week. Um, Jennifer and I's podcast episode from last week I just got um, uploaded a couple days ago, so that's on YouTube if you want to see Jennifer and I talking. That was a really great conversation about boundaries, and uh, I should have this one up in the next few days. So I'll shoot the uh, I'll add the link to my Facebook page, Freedom for the Taking, when uh, when we get that done. And of course, always you can check me out on Instagram. I've got some cool reels on that. And if you guys have something that you would love for me to talk about, or you have questions, please, 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 please email me, um, taking at com. You can also check out my new website, which is freedomforthetaking.org. But yeah, I would love to hear from you guys. Um, thank you again for being here, for being a part of this fun outdoor adventure, I should say. I'm really tired of having to like, I've got, thermals on today and heated gloves and three like a shirt a jacket another jacket i'm all bundled up so i'm ready for some sunshine i'm sure you are too it is the winter has been good but it's i'm ready to be done (laughs) ready to be done with it i don't mind the cold i just don't want cold all the time and so now we're getting these bouts of like it gets warm and then i'm like yes and then it gets freaking cold I was like, no, this is torture. So um, I guess I'll have to withstand some more torture, probably for another month. I don't know. Missouri's weird, you guys. What is up? What's up? Anyways. I'm going to uh I'm gonna let you guys go. I love you all. And yeah. I'm interested. I'm interested to know what maybe are some of the things that you realize. Um, you know, as going, as you're going through life and your healing process, like that you come upon like, oh crap, I thought I was done with this or I thought I learned this. And then it's like, no, there's more to it. There's more, always more deeper, deeper, deeper. So I'm interested in knowing what are, what are some of the things that, um, you've been kind of delving into in your healing journey. You can always email that to me. Um. I try to put a question on my podcast so you guys could always check out the, the the podcast question and answer that. If you have something, get a conversation going anyways. All right. I'm just rambling at this point because it's so pretty out here. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll see you guys next week. I love you. Don't forget to check out this um, podcast video in a few days. Until then, mwah, and may your week be warm <laughs> as possible. (laughs) All right. Have a great week. Bye-bye. If I wrote it in a song, would you believe it more? If I busted at the lock, would you open the door? If I dare to speak my truth, would you still value me? If I reach my hand to you, would you reach it back to me? Darling, there's no reason why you should have to hide. Step out into the open air and claim your freedom waiting there.